Welcome to Hot Laps, brought to you by Heat Shield Products. Race testing. All right, welcome back to Hot Laps, lap 24. Uh, all of us are here today, Steve, Shane, myself, and Patrick is Skyping in from Florida. So we're excited for that. Uh, how's it going, Patrick? How's everything? It's hot. It's really, really hot. We were on the thermometer. It was mid to high 90s yesterday. With the end, the index actually went over 110. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Well, you're sound about like us. We're 95 and 90% humidity or whatever the hell it is now. Yeah, it's been pretty rough. That sucks. Oh, you guys have had humidity too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But here's here's the yeah, bonus. Cool. Here's the thing you're missing out on. You don't get to pay the taxes yeah, that we get to pay yeah. for this glorious weather. See, I could be in Florida having the same weather as you and saving a boatload of money in taxes. Yeah. And on your car insurance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So just, just bring some jack-in-the-box tacos with you when you come. Oh, I know, dude. We could do a whole we could do a whole <laughs> podcast on Jack in the Box tacos. We should. Yeah. Well, one of the company founders used one of his first jobs was working at Jack in the Box. That's yeah. true. Over there in San Carlos. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so we haven't kicked off the podcast uh, with a question in a while. We just kind of jumped By in. By the way, it. this is Chris. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. We didn't introduce yeah. ourselves. I'm Chris, sales manager at Heat Shield Products. I'm hey. Shane. What do you do, Shane? I'm the product engineer. Yeah. And I'm Steve. What's your title today? I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm feeling today. Head Fosh Not Player. How about Head Peon? That's how I feel today. It's, I've been, it's been get kicked in the nuts the last couple of weeks. It's yeah. been a bad run. <laughs> and then Patrick. <laughs> Heavy lies the crown. Patrick, what do you, what do you, uh, what's your title today? Hurricane Survivor. Jedi Knight and friend of Captain Solo. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you knew it was like coming it. All right. like it. so yeah we haven't kicked off this podcast with a question in a while and it's been a while since all of us have been here so let's uh let's do it um this one came to mind because whether you know or don't know i'm working on this comet and i which i thought was going to be pretty easy but steve continues to remind me this is what happens when you have an old car so I've learned uh, quite a bit and uh, learning that, you know, the right person and the right tool makes uh, all the difference. Yeah. So my question is, we all work on our cars. You know, you, I know you do, Patrick, Shane, I know you do, Steve, you do, and I do. But at what point do you seek the advice of a professional? At what point? Shane can start on that one. Cause Major engine disassembly. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Everything else. I mean, I, I know in alignments. Everything else I do myself. Yeah, because I know you. Brakes, you probably dig pumps. deeper than any of us. Well, maybe not changes. more than Patrick. Yeah, probably not more than Patrick. Spark plugs. No, you, I don't think so. Not not as much as Patrick. But you do all of that without seeking the. But I I think it also is the year of the car. Like I I don't even think I'd want to go I, deep into my. I, I would say I think it depends on the project. Are we just making a repair to a new car? Are we just doing a brake job or something like that? Yeah, I've got kind of straightforward. Yeah, I've got newer yeah. cars, yeah. so it's all easy. So like easy the, stuff. like the Mustang. <laughs> yeah. Stage one. What I consult a professional right away because right. didn't consult one with another project, and I'm still paying for that thing. 
<laughs> so you have to. It depends on where you're at in your build. Yeah. You know what you're gonna do. I think, and then you consult like Mustang right away. Um, Comet, you're not really in the same boat because your no. car's complete. It's not yeah. a total ground up restoration. You're right. So you're yeah. you're consulting repair, about other things, repair and replace stuff like that. Yeah. For me, like things out of my <clears throat> capability. Yeah. Welding, fabricating, welding. you know, um, I would, I've would. i always been enamored with people who could fabricate. Sure. Yeah, same here, welding, body. Skill that just is totally beyond. I just don't have the time or the yeah. patience maybe to sit down and do it or both. It's almost more of an art form. It, it is. Yeah. It is totally is an art form. I completely agree with that. Um, yeah. Especially a guy who knows how to TIG weld. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, I know, man. Yeah. Few and far between for yeah. sure. So I think it just depends on what you're doing. Most mechanical stuff I can. That's why I'm trying to find a 61 to 63 rust free, which they don't exist. <laughs> You'll Link, find it. Lincoln Continental convertible that needs mechanical stuff. I could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? I mean, I have to admit, so far it's been pretty easy, but yeah. a lot of the stuff on the Comet it was just stuff I don't know about, like timing and. And that kind of stuff. I mean, changing the plugs was was pretty easy. It, Although I do have to admit, I didn't check a ball. Exhaust. And that was my problem. You had, you had the best exhaust oh, man yeah. in the world. I'd say in the country, in the yeah. world, doing the exhaust on that. <laughs> well, the thing is, is it, and and we talk about this all the time when Kevin Brown or Ed Hansen or somebody that that comes here. The reality is, is like they see the world under the car in a totally different way yeah. because. I'm going underneath there. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's no rust, and it looks this and that. And he's like, oh, this is wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then. Because they have no emotional attachment to it. So, Patrick, yeah. for you, because you help a lot of other people do things, do you notice things that they don't when they're when you're looking at a car? <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I have moments, too, where I try to, like, someone say, hey, what do you think of this? And I have that moment where I, I – get ready to just pounce and i go wait a minute right <laughs> don't don't uh don't rain on this person's parade here and just kind of think a little bit before i start going off and and also worry about overwhelming them to where they go oh man yeah i, I don't want to touch yeah, this right. time to sell it you know i i, I just I, I try to get i i want to be honest but i will if i look at something and it and the alarm goes off like don't let them buy this don't let them get into this then then i will go 100 proof on them and right. say no yeah. don't do it don't do it yeah but post-purchase you have to be a little more strategic in your delivery i mean yeah right so i mean like saturday so oh, sunday yeah. per- perfect example chris gets his car done we get take it pick it up drive it around and then the runs like a top it runs great yeah, yeah i mean it's a lot of the problems are fixed i mean carburetor california because of this stupid we're we're one of the bad states for all the ethanol. There's other states that have yeah. it too, but it's really bad out here. So that that fixed a lot of the problems with sure. that car was getting the carb redone. But he gets it home, and then it, it he's got a real steep driveway, and it the radiator explodes, and that's just because a car you know cars that old. You don't know what somebody has done to it before. Somebody's rewired it before. That's another thing yeah. where I will consult an expert. I know mm-hmm. basics about wiring. Shane is way more capable on wiring than I am. Um, but I would rather save the money, save up the money, yeah. pay yep. somebody to do it yep. rather Pro. than me do it two or three times and do it wrong. Just let somebody who knows what they're doing yeah. do it. Yeah, that's for sure. And I, I honestly think what happened with the Comet was I did drive it home from your house, and I think one of the motor mounts is shot, and I think the fan hit the radiator. Mm. Uh, I mean, it is what yeah. it is. Like. <laughs> 
the coolant that came out of it looked like caramel, so I'm oh. assuming that yeah. that was needed an al- to be changed. It, it anyway. had an aluminum radiator, so it that did. means it was pretty n- nasty. Gonzo, yeah. Gonzo. So, because yeah. that would have had a copper brass from the factory. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but aluminum is better at cooling. So yeah, I did get a new one of those, and I'll probably install that tonight or Friday night. Uh, but the other thing that really comes to mind. Okay, the guy that worked on the carburetor was probably in his late seventies. Ed is in his early seventies, and then Ed acts like he's in his early thirties. Oh, I know, yeah. it's just amazing. And then the guy <laughs> that came and rewired the ignition that was all screwed up—the person that had it before me—wired it, and then did Steve not hit play? Is your thing on? I don't know. It's got a red light blinking. Well, oh, then, you go. then you're Sweet. good. Sweet. And then the guy that rewired the ignition was in his, you know, late sixties. The question, I mean, what happens? When, People well, don't live forever. Oh, yeah, when these guys are gone. Yeah. I mean, the the guy, uh, oh, yeah. I think his name was well, Rick Walters. Stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rick, the down stuff, there yeah. by Gillespie Field in San Diego, I mean, he has a room full of carburetors, and people were standing in line to have him do it. And at the end of the day, I mean, people don't live forever, so yeah. – Nobody's really pulling on this trade, but yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's going to be interesting because mm-hmm. people still like old cars, but you know when you got to start messing. I guess then you just, everybody goes to a sniper kit from Holly. I don't know. Yeah, well, well that's it's what you interesting though that because I've I've heard this in two different parts of the industry. So everybody goes, well, who's still using a carburetor and who's still buying a carburetor and whatnot? Holly and Edelbrock still sell. A ton of yeah, carburetors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's and, and buying still them. Yeah. sellers and everything else. So I mean, it's it's more prevalent. Like in the cam and valve train industry, I ran into this to a couple times. So where like something, I had I had an editor tell me once. He goes, "Well, who's still using a flat tappet camshaft?" And I told him, I said, "Flat tappet camshafts are still the number one seller for the cam and valve train companies. Yeah. The big ones. And and it's there's a lot of that stuff that's still out there." And for various reasons that um, that you know it, it's still popular, but yeah, it's those those people. There's there's not as many to pass that knowledge on to like there was 20, 30, 40 years ago. Right. And it's it's a little scary. Yeah, it, um, it is, especially, especially in Chris's case with that that Autolite one barrel carburetor, which needs a rocket scientist to try and even get close to being acceptable. Well, sadly, I found out that that is not an original carburetor. And, I mean, again, it's like one of those things. If I had gone in there to try to, like, tune it or something, this guy said he didn't have a chance in hell because whoever rebuilt it the last time put a screw in sideways. And it was just dumping gas into uh, the intake. So it's like, you know, again, it's just these people are not going to live forever. And, man. I don't know, what do you do afterwards? But mm-hmm. I guess, you know, it is Some, it Somebody is. will pick it up is what it'll be is you won't be able to find a guy in your town. Yeah. But yeah. there'll be, like, one guy in, like, five or six states. You send your stuff to yeah. him. And then, yeah. But the, the problem with that or the carburetor is is you really need somebody not only to get rebuild it, but, like, probably one thing we need to do once you get your carburetor all done. Who's our local savior? Have him come down when the car's running. And get it all, and he'll adjust it. He, yeah. It's just yeah, weird right. to watch him like twi- tweak these <clears throat> the screws and stuff, and yeah. then the thing will be, it runs great right now. Yeah. He'll get it to run even better. So yeah. you know, yeah, I think the idle's a bit yeah. high. Yeah, but that's the nice yeah. thing about fuel injection. One of the biggest things with with tuning a carburetor is a vacuum gauge. Vacuum. 
Yeah. That vacuum yeah. will tell you a lot of what's going on with a carburetor. And that's why, like, going back, talking to old Holly engineers, Holly always used to have a huge advantage over Edelbrock and other companies because of all the work that they did with aircraft carburetors. So the flow mm -hmm. benches at Holly, they had flow benches that could simulate being at, like, 30,000-foot-plus altitude. Huh. So, and flow an enormous amount of air. So in turn, later on, when the performance industry really started kicking up and the performance carburetor industry, you know, just took off, mm -hmm. they were able to use the leftovers from the war and the aircraft industry for development of carburetors. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. That's why they were always better. They used to always be the best racing carburetors around. And then it was, what, Carter before, and then Edelbrock bought them. Isn't that who it was? And then you had, like, those other... I don't want to see small companies. Some of them are pretty big, and they're still out there today. Um, I just can't think of any, like Barry Grant or whatever, one of those, or uh, some of those well, guys. Well, Barry, Barry owned by Holly now. Yeah, they, they bought, they that, bought one, that one. Barry, yeah. Barry uh, fled the country. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, it's going to be a bummer when that know, stuff's cool. gone. With, with yeah. Chris's car – it's all basic mechanical stuff, though, yeah. Chris, that you're able to work on oh, yeah. And, yeah. and fix. And, and and YouTube is a great resource for stuff now. Yeah, you've got some BS there, but also YouTube is great because when you find something good and you can watch someone doing it, and if you're a yeah. visual learner like I am, yeah. seeing someone do it is huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you can get two or three videos and the guys are all kind of saying the same thing, yeah, then you know that's the right process. Yeah. If you get one guy that's way out in left field and you get – Two or three that are kind of counteracting one, you know, okay, that guy's probably a coconut. Mm. Well, I was going to take the bottom crank pulley off to try to get more room for the fan. Which you should still do. And what was what's really interesting is all of the videos for the people that make the makeshift installer. Because you can't just put the bolt back into the crank pulley because it will just destroy the threads. Mm. So these guys make all these homemade things. And then I started to look like if I want to buy one, there's 70 bucks. If you want to rent one, there's 60 bucks. It's just kind of amazing. And then you get all these folks that just put together the the <laughs> crankshaft installer or the crankshaft pulley installer. It's like a whole world of stuff I didn't even like fathom. Just call so so the front pulley on that thing is basically the front pulley. The crank pulley is integrated into the balancer on the front of the, on the on the motor. Yes. Okay. So yeah. and and because it's it's not the original motor, it's from a '78 Fairmont that had either smog or power steering or something else on it. So it has a dual pulley, and the fan has this extension on it, which gets it really close to the radiator. And because the motor mount was shot, that's what hit the radiator. So I'm boring everybody with my Comet problems, but uh, you know that's mm. that's what it is. And but I have to admit, it is very easy to work on. Oh, there's a ton of room in that thing. ton too. of room. Mm -hmm. It's all, you know, basically right there in front of you. Uh, a few bolts here, a few bolts there, and then uh, it's done. So I should have it up running hopefully this weekend. We'll see. Cool. So you think I should change the that double to a single still, even if it's going to fit? I mean, uh, you know, the only reason why, again, Bronco experience, just trying to afford as much room as you can in, yeah. in front there. I mean, with those low-profile pro electric fans and everything that I had, and Kevin even moving the radiator forward, like having to modify the core support. I mean, I got like maybe a quarter of an inch between the – of course, they're, radi they're electronic fans, so they're not going to surge or whatever yeah. with the motor. But 
Um, and the motor really shouldn't be going forwards and backwards anyway, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, the left motor right, is going to take care of a lot of yeah, that. Yeah, left to right is okay, but a little bit, especially with the rubber mounts, because that's just torque. It's just going to do that, but yeah. it shouldn't be going forwards and backwards anyway. Yeah, I don't know how much torque is on that thing. Well, it's got a inline six, so there's Probably it's torque. got more torque than power, yeah, than horsepower. True, True that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so hopefully that should all get rectified, and then it'll be back on the road. Uh, but, Patrick, you never – you kind of just – gave us a brief description of what you would say in someone else's car like how deep do you get on it looks like you do everything on your truck is there something that there you won't do uh <laughs> set it on fire <laughs> um, i thought you've already done that no no oh, okay. thankfully no no fire incidents thank god with the truck over the years um you know there's a couple things where just me digging into it mm-hmm between it's something that I need a second pair of hands to do, um, like my my dash replacement. All yeah. right, I've got a brand, I've got a new south used dash to go on my truck that's uncracked, great condition, and my dash is cracked all to hell. Like I'll right. post a picture of it to social media. We could have fun with that. And um, but it's just one of those. It's like I look at that and I go, okay, I could I could do this myself, but I'm just like. Ugh. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and so, and I'm I'm gonna get one of uh, my my friend Greg, who's a mechanic, and he's here in town, and I've he, we've worked on a lot of projects together. He's gonna give me a hand, and we're gonna both do it together too, because I'm also kind of worried about you know pulling the dash out and creating more problems by touching that between you know because the wiring harness is. 30 years old now yeah. yeah and and other stuff but it's a chance to to get some things right really that's the biggest eyesore on the interior besides i need a new headliner is that the dash is just obliterated which is it's a typical problem with the gmt 400s the especially the early the 88 to 94 trucks yeah but those things ran forever dude i mean it's still running still uh they, going. They, those things run forever yeah you guys, you guys want to do some tech questions? Yeah. Might as well. Okay. When I saw this one, I was like, ah, man, this is an easy answer, and I think it's, like, self-explanatory, but it's even just a kind of little wacky. But and then I thought to myself, well, if somebody uh, maybe just doesn't understand uh, how it should be installed or something. So it's a really quick question. Does the exhaust wrap stick to the pipe after it is installed? And I know we all know the answer, and Shane's smiling over there, but we may have some people listening or watching that I think some may people, not understand that. Some people are confused because uh, by in the industrial term, mm -hmm. or what car guys call, like, you know, we'll call it a tape. Sure. Even though it's not an adhesive tape, mm -hmm. that's kind of a – so some people call it an exhaust tape. So I think that confuses people. Mm -hmm. It It's – it will not stick to the pipe, but right. when you coil it over itself and secure the ends, then it does stay in place. Yeah. So just for everybody listening, like you never want to put adhesive onto a hot surface. Yeah, the, I mean the only ones that you can are really exotic, and they're a small fortune. So if you're if you're buying something cheap on eBay and the guy says, "Oh yeah, go ahead and stick it to your exhaust," yeah, change companies. I would run like hell. Day. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, change companies immediately. Yeah. So. What Steve was referencing was that, yes, it is like a tape, but it needs to be secured on either end. So if you're using exhaust wrap on the hot pipe, do not use a sticky tape 
uh, we do like sell like a thermoflex yeah. tape. There's that's so only many for different, radiant. yeah, weird names for it, and I think that's sure. why it confuses people. Because in industrial terms, they use the term tape. Yeah. In marine or power gen, sometimes called lagging. Mm. You know, so it's just it, it's it's all the same thing. It's just it gets confusing to people. So yeah. I could understand the confusion. Sure. I mean, the marine stuff is really interesting. Is you know, you start looking into that. They wrap it with fiberglass. Then they put resin over it. Yeah, then so they put another thing over there's it. There's another it's like product so with resin and that kind Almost. of stuff. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. If you're listening, Marine people, just use the heat shield armor. You'll be really happy. Yeah. Or yeah. or just a regular wrap. A lot of that resin yeah. stuff is nonsense. Yeah. So, all right. And second question here is, uh, this one's a tough one uh, because we're talking about clearance and uh, radiant heat. So, I have about a half-inch clearance between my header pipes and oil pan. I'm looking for a heat shield uh, that just to cover a small section of the pipe. And uh, what would you recommend? Yeah, where people want to put something on the oil pan. Yeah. Which is really challenging. Mm -hmm. The best thing you can do is just, you know, either wrap or lag or tape <laughs> the exhaust header with an exhaust wrap or use the armor. A lot of guys don't want to wrap that part the other thing that gets confusing to people too is anytime you're trapping heat in a section of the pipe the points right before and after get a little bit hotter especially after so just make sure you're going down two or three inches downstream past your yeah where you need to protect exactly all right so wasn't as bad but half an inch is not desirable half inch is not enough clearance for like a, a heat shield to mm -hmm. function properly mm -hmm. Um, the position's at a good spot though, because there should be good airflow there. Yeah. So the airflow isn't isn't an issue at that point. Depends on if the motor's sitting sideways and that kind of nonsense too. But if it's just a regular traditional rear wheel drive car, yeah. um, yeah, it's just generally it's not enough clearance. You need, you know, if you're going to put the best heat shield is the sticky shield, so that's going to be an eighth of an inch. So then you leave leave yourself, you know, what three-eighths of an inch of clearance sure. and you know for it to achieve 90 percent reflectivity yeah, it likes one inch yeah all right good enough mm -hmm. uh last question here and this is a common one i'm going to purchase your heat shield armor but want to know the thickness what thickness i should get i'm putting this directly on my exhaust pipe on a street rod to protect my master cylinder that is under the car next to the exhaust that's interesting I was going to go with half inch thick, but will quarter inch work in this application? There's a lot of questions that have to be answered before sure. you can answer that. The general rule of thumb is quarter inch if it's naturally aspirated, to half inch if it's boosted. Mm -hmm. Or use by a master cylinder heat shield, which somebody happens to make. Yeah, we mm -hmm. do even make that. Yeah. Because there's still a lot, because a lot of the street rods have those frame-mounted master cylinders because of how the pedal <laughs> pedals are set up and everything else. Because originally a lot of those cars, instead of having an overhead mount, everything comes through the floor. Mm. And so it's definitely, it's 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 an interesting driving experience. It's cool. It's kind of like you had a you had a bug. You had a beetle, Chris. Yeah, And I how did. the pedals are in those. He had a badge of bug. that's the the older street rods are still. Yeah. But I can and, tell you right now that... <clears throat> that I just drove it. I didn't really understand how the hell it worked. Well, I mean, but I get what you're saying. But yeah, th that it is like that where the pedals were attached to the bottom. And even yeah. at some of those those like normal, quote unquote normal locations, the street rods are always a big motor in a very tiny engine compartment, 
Mm-hmm. You know, especially mm-hmm. if it's a car from the 30s and there's master cylinders. I was thinking of John from uh, Oh yeah, the clothing guy. His master cylinder is right Dirt there. Bag. His headers are right there, you know, so. Yeah. Well, and typically a lot of those cars had, had inline engines and the exhaust was on the opposite side, yeah. was running down the opposite side yeah. of the car from the master cylinder. Mm-hmm. So they never had to worry about heat from that. Yep. Good point. Another good point. So the takeaway is quarter on natural. And if half. you're boosted, yeah. half inch. And if you want to go to the extreme, the difference is a little bit, but it's not. It's up to you. What What does your budget allow? Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of times when I answer questions, I'm always trying to do it so I can save somebody money. I try not to answer it where it's like the most expensive thing. Oh, yeah, just, you know, I know that doesn't put food on the table here per se, but, you know, tough yeah. times. People need to save money. Yeah. Well, if you look at my weight problem, I don't have tough time putting yeah, food we on wanna, the table. we want to get you Or works. finding food, I guess. <laughs> so. You know, something related to that, did the, I don't know if the customer asked this or not, too, is if he's having heat issues around the master cylinder or whatnot, did he did he mention anything, too, about the brake lines? You know, don't forget to protect the brake yeah. lines with yeah. some sleeve material, too, because those you're going to have part of those lines that are getting heated as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's a great point. That is a great point. Well, that's all we got right now. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about your favorite candy bar. Which is what? I don't know. I stopped trying to eat candy as much. Shane's favorite candy bar is any. Oh, yeah. Yeah, any candy yeah. bar? <laughs> <laughs> you are a big chocolate guy. He's got a sweet tooth. Uh, yeah, he candy. does. I mean, you know what's crazy? I don't, I don't eat it often. But Skinniest one out of I'll all of it. us, dude. Yeah, and he's got a huge sweet tooth. I'm totally jealous yeah. of the guy. Yeah. Totally jealous. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is true because anytime we go somewhere, whether it's like to Vegas or SEMA or camping or we have to go out like to measure something. Yeah. Candy bars. He's always like, can <laughs> we stop? And I go, what do you got to go to the bathroom again? He goes, nah, I need a Coke and a candy bar. Yeah, to say a Coke and a candy bar. That's it. <laughs> Somebody's um, GoPro shut off. I just shut up. But he's the skinniest one out of all of us, so we're totally jealous. And normally you're like, uh, you do a Twix, right? No, uh, no, no. I like fast break. Yeah, Reese's fast, fast break. Fast break. Yeah. yeah, and peanut butter cups. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a those, Coke. Those Regular Coke. I don't eat that stuff with a Coke. That's too much sugar. That's not true. That's too much sugar. So that's not true. Well, though. not back to. Well, he'll have a Coke and then have the candy yeah, bar yeah, later, later yeah. or whatever. And peanut M and M's. Uh, no, I like regular M and M's. Regular. But yeah, I do like M and M's. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of control. Hey, the, peanut uh, M- the peanut butter M&Ms are the best. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was going to try those. Chris uh, likes yeah. a whatchamacallit. That's what he Those runs. aren't bad. Those are great. Ooh, yeah, those, those are, are great. good. I'm trying to avoid as much sugar as possible right now, but it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Uh, the white chocolate Kit Kats are Baby very Ruth. Good. Oh, yeah. uh, Halloween's get, coming. Get some candy bars now. Halloween's candy. Yeah, Halloween's candy. So, oh, yeah. so what you do is you buy a bunch of candy because the kids won't be allowed to go trick or treat. So then you get whatever you want. I don't. I don't. That's I true. try not to eat any candy around Halloween because I know I, it, I can't stop. So I just. I just tell myself don't good. eat any. Yeah, I, I agree. That's a good idea. That's Cause just like because too... once you crack the seat, break yeah. the seat, it's like a can of Pringles, yeah. right? So October, I don't eat candy. Well, yeah. hey, let's 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 spin this into what we were talking about earlier. Maybe just real quick, you know, wrapping up is. What's one? What's your favorite bit of refreshment, either while you're during working on your vehicle or after you finished a job? Besides, you know, generally speaking, a cold beer. We'll well, set aside okay. a nice well, cold yeah, beer. Well, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm out of yeah. here. How about an adult beverage? But I like, like when I, you're hot, 
you're sweaty and you need a bit of refreshment while you're in the middle of a job yeah. or at the end, you know, when you just need that bit of recharge, what's what's your favorite go to besides, you know, like a bottle, a cold bottle of water? Water out of my lead lead lined hose. Yeah. Dude, I, I, dude I, I'll drink, I'll drink uh, That explains a lot. Yeah, yeah I totally <laughs> well, drink too. hose water. I don't care. Well, we all that. drank hose I water in the old days. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Shit, I used, yeah. or shoot, I used to yeah. drink out of this. Yeah, and look like at me. Nothing's wrong. Somebody's yeah. sprinkler back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my go to, <laughs> I guess, would be like a Powerade or something like that if it's super hot outside. Oh, but yeah. um, I, I, no. like, I like a light beer, like a double IPA, like a, <sighs> a Mike Hess Habitus. That's a great. Uh, thing to have when you're working out in the sun. Yeah, I, I love that. Light. Yeah, the light, light beer. Have, have some Coors Light. Yeah, it's mostly water. Dude, well, an, dude, an ice, an ice cold. Look, an ice cold Budweiser is terrific when you're outside working in the sun. Yeah, to cool and that's off. not like drinking a heavy. Like I, I yeah. kind of tease everybody about like you know. You're a light, light beer drinker. Like, yeah, you're a light beer drinker because it's, 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 it's only 6%. Yeah, yeah. If, if it's below 8%, it's a light beer. That's just <laughs> how I feel. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Right. But an ice-cold Budweiser when you're out working in the yard and it's hot and sweaty, dude, that's great. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Huh. It can be had. Well, I got to say that you have changed my uh, outlook on beer, and my palate has changed a little bit as well. And some of the things you put me into, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then, you know what? I enjoy them. I just uh, my new favorite is that uh, high tide. Yeah, he, that's a great. Chris gets a buzz that. off one beer. I do. It's very. I'm a cheap date, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and most of the time, the only time I'm either drinking beers when we're playing Fallout or if I'm at uh, your house. But yeah. uh, but you know, at the end of the day, if if it was me and I working on the car, I I just treat myself to a beer afterwards and i guess i would just drink water i know you said not say that but it's kind of hard because that's like just drink a gallon of water leave a gallon of water out there and just keep well, drinking it's it. a hangover cure water equal water equal alcohol i would i would say you'd say gatorade but i think you've come nah, off of that yeah, now, right no more gatorade yeah, gatorade causes kidney stones yeah i was gonna say after you had to pee <laughs> when you drink when you drink three a day yeah. you had to pee the brick out yeah no, no more of that yeah yeah, Shane's yeah. Like, there's more there's times like when it's really hot, like a nice ice cold lemonade is good. Oh yeah. Oh, that that would be good. I thought you were gonna say sweet tea. Yeah. Hey Patrick, are I, you are you a I, sweet tea I, drinker? I'm being southern. I'm not a sweet tea fan. Okay. I just have never really been into drinking sweet tea. Yeah, I I like regular iced tea, dude. Nothing yeah. was more disappointing when I was in North Carolina, like my first trip solo, like down yeah. south. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And my buddy's like, hey, you want a tea? I'm like, oh, dude, that'd be so great, right? Because it's hot, yeah. humid. And I think we were actually oh, – sure. I, I knew it was going to be a big day because <laughs> we were on our way to a race at North Wilkesboro. And that's where they th- – like, ah. back when NASCAR was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And they throw, like, chicken bones and stuff on the racetrack. And they used to worship. Wow. They would, like, kind of like the uh, – like, bow to Dale and stuff when you go around the track. It was fun. That's Just cool. a great – good time. Great experience. Uh, and he's like, yeah, get it. I'm like, oh, great. So I was like, dying. So I just take, grab it. I take a big old swig, and I just about threw up because I wasn't ready for the, the sugar. You know what I mean? Like I was. Yeah. yeah. They only have two flavors: sugar and more sugar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that was <laughs> that was a little bit of a challenge. But right. Yeah. I'm, it's it's hard to find unleaded iced tea down south. Mm-hmm. It is. So. Unless you brew it yourself, I guess. Yeah. 
And then and then you split the differences. You go with the shandy sometimes, which is the the beer lemonade mixture. Beer lemonade? Hmm. Yeah, it's called it's it's a shandy. It's been around for a long time. Is that it a brand or is that the beer. is that what it's called? It's it's called typically when you have a beer that is part beer part like lemonade similar. It's called a shandy. Hmm. And it actually comes from from Europe. Not uh, an Arnold okay. Palmer. No, no, that's lemonade and iced tea mixed together. Oh, yeah. Which is like having a sweet. But um, right. Because there's like the the one um one brewery here in town. They have a good one. It is a key lime shandy. Hmm, and it's it's actually for a really hot day when you don't want to be drinking something heavy, but you want a little oomph to it. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's pretty good. Hmm. hmm. That's cool. Yeah, that sounds like something would be worth trying. I mean, I'd try it once. Why not? Sure. Right. We have those out here. They're called Truly and White Claw. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> No, the big thing here has been high noon lately. Oh yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... No, I'll get you guys. I'll see if I can get you guys a four pack or something and get it out to you somehow so you oh, can yeah. try. Huh? Have a taste. Are you are you a big podcast. rum guy, Patrick? Oh no, I like rum. Okay. Like my la- my trip to England two years ago, I brought back a big bottle of Lamb's Navy Rum, oh, wow. and it's this molasses rum that's brewed to the same recipe that uh, the Royal Navy, original Royal Navy rum ration was made to. Mm. I love that. They used to have to get, the, back in the day, they had to get everybody fueled up to go out to sea and yeah. get on a boat. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, well, here in town, we've got a couple of rum distillers you can go visit here in town. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's neat. That's good. Well, it's it's going to be necessary, man. Mm-hmm. we got to quit importing all this stuff and do more of it here. Sure. Yeah. It's true. All right, well, the GoPros look like they're failing, so yeah. we'll uh, we'll call <laughs> yeah. it a day. Thanks for coming on, Patrick. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, two dozen. Episode two guys. dozen. Wrap it up. Yeah, and if uh, if you're listening and have any questions, hit us up at podcast at Heat Shield Products or tech at Heat Shield Products, and we'll make sure we answer that for you. And who knows, maybe the question will get up here on the, on the air. And, uh, again, thanks. You'll get a sticker. Yeah, we'll send some stickers to you. <laughs> and thanks again. That's what you got to do is give yeah. you, like, the best The best question gets a sticker pack or a shirt yeah. or something. Like, yeah, a lot of yeah. people like, do the questions. Maybe we'll have to put that up on social media. Patrick. Or do a quiz. Like, yeah, if you listen to the podcast and you can answer the question. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Listen for this word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. All right. Well, signing off. Again, is, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cable guy. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening and uh, watching, and have a great day. See you next time. Bye. From everyone at Heat Shield Products, we thank you for listening to Hot Laps. Leave that review, subscribe, tell a friend, and most of all, stay cool. We'll see you next time, right here on Hot Laps. Hot Laps.